podcast where you can listen to people talk about sports and Andrew Lux Cock. Yeah, I'm joined here by my, here by my co-host Nick Episode Vandergriff four. and our continuing special guest, Mateo Danner. What's up, guys? What up? We got finally we're into good. the um, somewhat exciting part of the season now with the wild card. Just Except for Nick. So we don't have to talk about, you know, uh-huh. the angles and the bills of the NFL anymore. But before we do that, uh, good I guess ones. we can go over these all these head coaching uh, openings that just became over the last couple of days of Black or is that Black Monday is what it called? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, the worst year, day of the year for shitty of coaches. Fucking league has lost half their coaches or has lost their coaches. Half of them, I think, are justified. Half of them, probably not so much. Uh, Marvin Lewis definitely being the most justified. Uh, 13 seasons, no playoff wins. Unacceptable. Especially when you have a decent team. Not saying Andy Dalton's any good, but when you have a decent team most of those years. and I mean, he had a winning record. So uh, there was no excuse in my mind for him to not at least have one playoff win. And... Uh, the fact that he thinks that Hugh Jackson should take over at head coach next obviously shows that he has horrible decision making and doesn't really have any good logic there. Well, so yeah. he must yeah, be a fucking idiot. I think it's idiot. been longer than thirteen. So years, I'm glad actually. they got rid of him. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, sixteen years. It's been can you? I can't. As the head coach. As the head yeah, coach. Can you imagine? I mean, wow, I, can, I don't yeah, know any Bengals fans personally. So, but can can you imagine? <laughs> mm. I'm I'm imagining how co- how people must feel how people feel yeah, about I really can't. Um, the Chiefs wanting to fire or Chiefs firing Bob Sutton in the off season, and I feel like that there's no way it's even comparable. <laughs> I mean, 16 years. No. Well, at least it finally happened. So I mean, Cincinnati fans can finally like take. Yeah, a deep I mean, I don't think Marvin Lewis is a forward. terrible coach. He's long overdue. Yeah. Um. But everything you said is true. I mean, it's not like he – I mean, he's been given so much, so much leeway to make something happen. He's had good teams. He had good teams. And he had, he had actually very well above I average say, though, defenses he did come, most he of the time. he came into that franchise, they were literally like – they were absolute shit. So, I mean, it's not like he had an unsuccessful career. Yeah. I mean, he made the Bengals relevant, which is more than you could be say about them before. He came around, but yeah. 16 years, no playoff wins. It's pretty much in the modern NFL, you know, that's there's only one way that's going to go every time. Yeah. And if you're, uh, if your team's going to, if you, they had a pretty decent, um, like roster, like, like set of guys the past couple of years, except they, their defense, I mean, and they were, Last yeah, in the league this I year in yards per game. The way he had Dead to out, they did kind of have a, a really injury-ridden season this year. Um, you know, it would have been maybe not for Bengals fans, but it would have been nice to see them be a little bit more competitive this season. I think no matter what, he would have been out of there if they didn't make the playoffs, or yeah. even, even if they did make the playoffs, lose again. Um, but it is kind of sit- shitty to see him go out with probably one of his yeah. worst seasons. Yeah, that's true. 
I don't think anything would have changed, though, and I think that they're realizing that they kind of have to rebuild their team because, like you said, a lot of their injuries and a lot of those guys are getting older. And, I mean, I I mean, I mean, personally don't think Andy Dalton should yeah. last in uh, Cincinnati for We already talked for about McCarthy a couple weeks ago. Um, I think Bowles, Todd Bowles is probably – I mean, I think, again, it's it's something that had to be happen. I think it's probably also the – he deserved it, but I think it's also not a situation it. where I think that was just um, I don't think there's a whole lot of animosity. Like I think he's a really well liked coach. He's just he shouldn't be a head coach. Yeah. No, if you're gonna win thirty eight percent of your games in four yeah. years, yeah, you're he's not just I, he is a very job. well respected That's just how it players is. coach. Um so I don't I think Yeah, I think uh, he's a pretty a, good D D. He's got games, a Super Bowl ring. I mean, obviously with the exception of Mike McCarthy, probably. I think he's most likely to find a job pretty easily. But mm-hmm. Not as a head coach. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, well, he could was, be a DB's uh, coach. Could a be a DB's coach. He was defensive coordinator with the Cardinals before. He'll also he be a defensive coordinator. Jets, so I can see him doing that again. Um, yeah. He had his, it's crazy. He had his best record coaching the Miami Dolphins in 2011. Supposed to be, you know, the next offensive coordinator hire. Because the whole reason he was outed is because he was doing shitty as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. um, Fuck Mike McCarthy. Somebody in the NFL needs to hire Jeff Fisher, goddammit. I don't care. Hmm. I don't want him to be hired as a head coach, but that dude knows actually how to coach defense. I know people joke about him coming back into the league because he was so shit with the Rams. But he could actually be a really would, good defensive coordinator for somebody. I don't even think Jeff Fisher would And the Falcons the should hire him. I think that it was a, kind of was a toxic situation, uh, like as far as ownership and had a, the front office was. I mean, he's, and maybe he's not meant to be a head coach. But, yeah, I agree. I think I think he deserves another yeah. shot in the league. I think if Bruce Arians decides to come back, that could be huge. Um. I know uh, yeah. Eric Bieniemy is uh, going to be the third straight offensive coordinator to leave the Chiefs to go head coach somewhere, and he'll probably do a fine job. Um, fuck Matt Nagy and is is in the playoffs, and Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, so he's got kind of big juice to fill. Yeah, um, I can't I can't really remember. I think Cliff Kingsbury, um, Texas Tech head coach, or was the Texas Tech head coach is another big name that's out there. But what do you think of, of all these jobs? If you were a coach and you got to pick, you had like your pick of where you could go, what's the most enticing um, job to you? The most enticing? Uh, I would probably say the Broncos or the Packers, those two. Um, maybe the Packers the most. Um, I don't think – are the Browns they actually are, looking are, for are, a head coach or do they like what they have in Greg Williams? With, Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens, but they're still, yeah. Okay, then I'll have to say I'll have to say the Browns and the Packers, think, and then I'll change my mind. I think there. for different reasons. I well, maybe yeah. different reasons. I think with the Packers, it's like okay, you can coach Aaron Rodgers, but the Browns uh, have a they they have a really young, very talented team. They kind of just need to be they. Yeah, they kind of just need to be pushed in the right ceiling. direction and have one like good, solid offseason because they have. They have a fuck ton of draft picks. I don't even know how yeah. many. Uh, yeah. Baker may they, they just had a rookie quarterback that oh, performed yeah. better than Peyton Manning his rookie year and Tom Brady and uh, who else? Somebody else that had a really good rookie season. But, 
he did better than them with not as good receivers. And yeah, they literally they <laughs> he's, have he's incredible the as a rookie. Already, and that's like such a the only, I mean, the, the Packers are yeah. the only other team about that, about and this whole group that we're talking that can, that can for sure be said about. I mean, obviously, Sam Darnold, you'd hope, you know, is the guy in um, New York, but I think Baker obviously proved it more than anybody this year. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Either, yeah. So I, I yeah. yeah, those are definitely the two that would stand out to me. Mateo, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, those two teams have uh, the most potential, uh, especially the, Bucks aren't, uh, the, the Browns. The Bucks aren't a terrible so, situation I agree with either. That. I mean, they are. Yeah. Yeah, and Dirk Ketter, uh, apparently he's supposed to uh, interview with the Falcons for their yeah, uh, offensive really know coordinator job. He got, what, two years there? Three years? I feel like they just fired Lovey Smith. but they, Yeah, I don't know yeah. Well, I think the most undeserving one out of all of these coaches oh, yeah. is probably Steve Wilkes. I think that's probably the most uh, upsetting for most people because it just seems like – I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why the whole ESPN, like um, now the NFL doesn't have black coaches and like how this started as a race thing, because that actually was the most unnecessary firing of all of them. Genuinely believe that that's why it happened. But I mean, you're going to give a guy one year. I mean, he came into the worst. I mean, again, like looking at this, the Cardinals are are the least attractive situation to go into as a coach. And that's exactly how it was last year. Oh, absolutely. So I, I don't understand how you can be – I can't understand how you can be hiring a head coach with the expectation that he's going to turn things around as much. Yeah. What are they expecting? Something must have went wrong. Something must have went yeah. wrong that they're just yeah. not – that like we don't know about because they – the the GM and the owner said that when they interviewed him last year – they had four coaches from the Super Bowl. Um, I can't remember which ones. Who was the? Who used to be the head coach of the Lions? That was the coordinator for the Eagles oh. in the Super Bowl this last year. Um, uh, I, you know what I'm talking I about? Um, I can't remember his name. But him – okay, so they were going to hire four different – they were going to interview with four different coaches in the Super Bowl, the just coordinators, and they decided to cancel all of them because their interview with Steve Wilkes went so well that he, like, blew them away and they loved him. They were like, yeah, this is our guy. Jim Schwartz. And then – yeah, Jim Schwartz. And then I – because I, I personally thought that Jim Schwartz had a great chance of getting that job. But um, they were so blown away. They liked him so much they hired him. And then 11 months later with a shit football team, manages to get four wins with like that horrible situation and Josh Rosen, like actually looking somewhat decent. Like he looks like he can definitely yeah. start an NFL team. Like he's not just absolute trash. And they're just like, like any momentum that they built with those wins under him that second half of the season, they just completely took away in my mind. Cause now they have to completely restart and be like, okay, yeah, now this yeah, is our like, it, rebuild year the next year. They didn't yeah, do they anything to their they team. They didn't go get a, anybody. Everybody just they got older. Happy. And they Larry Fitzgerald's gone now. Season. I mean, they played. They they competed. I mean, there were a couple of games that they got blown out in. But for overall, for one, yeah, for one of the bottom, I mean, the for Bakers. one of the worst, arguably the worst yeah, team in the league, they were competitive on a number of on a number of different occasions. I mean, it's not like he wasn't getting them motivated to play. Yeah, I know they had. They probably knew from like week two on that they weren't competing for the playoffs or anything like that. Yeah, I definitely yeah, I mean, didn't see that fire coming at all. It was kind of a rumor, but it's just like, 
I don't know. I, I, I thought that organizations had learned from, you know, I thought organizations had learned from this kind of thing. Cause you, I think we used to see one and done fires happen a lot more than they do nowadays. Cause I mean, it's just with the, with the way the salary cap, yeah. is, I mean, things can change, can turn over so quickly between seasons. We just saw the Jags go from one of the best teams in the NFL yeah. to one of the worst. And I mean, so many different occasions where the opposite has happened, where it's, I mean, you can't, you have to give it more than a year. How much better are they really going to be next year because yeah. they changed head coaches? I agree. <laughs> Not very much, in my opinion. I don't think they'll win another. I mean, they may win a couple more games. I don't see that really happening, though, unless they completely also, change the Card- their roster. Again, we don't know how things go on, you know, behind the scenes there. But if I'm the Cardinals, like, front office, I'm asking Larry Fitzgerald about these situa- every decision I make at this point. I mean, he's probably been in all yeah. with that mm-hmm. team longer than a lot of those people have. Like, I Yeah. Know. Yeah, also – Another the the next head coaching firing that I don't think that I kind of said it was a split. I think Adam Gase. Um, if it weren't for him getting into fucking altercations with the owner all the time, I think he should have stayed on the team because apparently a lot of people think that. I mean, he went ten and six that first year with Ryan Tannehill, and a lot of people were like, "Wow, this guy knows what he's fucking doing." And then the next year, he ended up going what was it six and ten. And people got a little worried, like, immediately. But if you think about it, Ryan Tannehill is not the answer. He's not, like, going to take you to the playoffs every year. And that team isn't that good overall. But a lot of people still think that he's a great coach, which is the reason why a lot of people think he's the number one running for a lot of these open positions. The Jets apparently are really interested in Adam Gase. But I think a huge reason why he got out of there was because his relationship with the owner was so bad. He apparently went up to the owner in the office and started screaming at him, trying to tell him he knew about more or knew more uh, about football than he did. Right. I mean, most definitely. He, I mean, yeah. Sounds like he yeah, is kind I of just a hothead in the office though. Maybe someone but, the Browns yeah. would look at. Um, Cause he's a good quarterback. I mean, he comes from a quarterback background. Um, and I mean, you gotta, yeah. I mean, knowing what Ryan Tannehill is, you gotta kind of at least respect him for standing by, you know, his quarterback. Like he never, I, I, a lot of a lot of these yeah. coaches are just one of the, their flaws is that they get too kind of in, you know involved in what the what the public is saying and kind of forget that part of their role is to be yeah you know have their players backs a little bit. And Adam Gase has always been really good about yeah. that. And I think combining that with Baker Mayfield and him being you know the personality that he is, that could be a pretty good marriage there. Yeah, it sucks because Adam Gase never actually had like a solid quarterback to go to ever. I mean, when Ryan Tannehill was hurt, which was every other game, he had to go with guys like Matt Moore, Bryce Petty, and then he just had to go with a yeah. deteriorating Jay Cutler, who, I mean, he looked, de- Jay Cutler looked decent. Yeah, whatever. Like he, he looked okay as last year, but like yeah. they weren't going to have a winning season with Jay Cutler. It was very obvious. And I don't think those losing seasons were necessarily his fault either. And that kind of like hurts his overall record as a coach. I still think that he's a good coach. I think that the Miami Dolphins, if things would have went a little bit differently this year in a couple games, they could have been 500, yeah. maybe yeah, a game I, I over. Mean, I, again, you, know, you wonder how much of, you know, what they did in the last offseason is on him or the GM because, I mean, they kind of – they didn't do shit in the last offseason. They signed, they signed Albert – 
No. They signed uh-huh. Albert Wilson. They picked up Danny Amendola. Big contracts. Um, they traded. They, they traded picked up two for, hospital uh, ball catchers, and that's it. Um, I bet none of those guys did. I mean, Albert yeah. Wilson was actually really good for him, but he got they lost him to an injury. Um, none of those guys did shit for them. Yeah, bro. Kenny Stills though. Uh, Kenny, yeah, even they didn't even get Kenny Stills involved. What'd you say? What the hell? And I yeah. will say, I mean, they, they think of Fitzpatrick was a good draft, a good pick, and um, you know, I mean, they they got they seemed like they got like really good play out of some guys you don't really hear about, like Xavier Howard. Um, mm. you know, like he was, I think he tied the league lead in interceptions this year. I mean, I didn't really know, I didn't hear much about him going into the season. And yeah. I feel like that's more of a product of the head coach than. You know the GM who's paying, deciding to throw you know eighteen million dollars at Danny Amendola when he's on the thirty-two plus years old. So I don't know, dude. What the hell happened to Robert Quinn? Now that you talk about uh, Robert Quinn, he was horrible this year, Houston, and he was a captain and one of the Justin best Houston were supposed to be the last year. The Hall of Fame pass rushers in the uh, in the NFL. Yeah, what the hell happened? He, to him? he had a horrible year. He hasn't year had this a year. good year since like 2014. <laughs> it's been a long time for Robert Quinn. <sighs> he was so good, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I just kind of forgot about all that. He was really good. He's only yeah, 28 he was, years old. It's not he like he's old. Looking, that's why I was saying that he was. You know, everybody was talking about him in Houston as if they were going to be the next, you know, thing on defense because they were both so young, pretty much dominating the position and. Especially Robert Quinn, it's like what well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> huh? Aaron Donald just scared the shit out of him and made him feel like he couldn't play football anymore. Yeah, he was I like, thought oh it was my a god, this guy's way better Rams, than I am. Like, kind of changed the way that kind of changed the way they ran their defense. I thought maybe just getting him into a different team would help. Maybe another offseason. I don't know. We'll have to see. I guess, but yeah, he hasn't been very good in a long time. Um. Yeah. So, what do you got to say about uh, all this Antonio Brown stuff? I I see both sides of it. Like I I usually tried to do that with like the whole Steelers situations this year. I mean, because there's been yeah. quite a few of them. But on this, I've got a couple things. There's okay. So I feel like if I were a receiver, it doesn't matter who. If I'm an Antonio Brown or whoever on the Steelers, if I see my quarterback going into interviews, and just like I said with Odell Beckham earlier in the year, if you're going into interviews and talking to people and throwing your teammates under the bus. That's never a good yeah. sign from a leader on a football team, ever. That means immediately that the locker room is poisonous as all hell. And he's, he was throwing players under the bus, not on one occasion, but on like four separate occasions. And even after all those times, they would talk to Antonio Brown and be like, how do you feel about this? Like, how do you feel about Big Ben? Like saying you and Washington and all these guys need to catch the ball. And he'd be like, you know what? Like, I, like, why don't you ask Ben? Like, I don't know. He would like just like sh- like put like just shove it off his shoulders, whatever. He'd act like it's nothing. And I just I don't think that Big Ben needs to be doing all that. I think there's a reason why Antonio Brown needs to be bad. But at the same time, Antonio Brown's kind of been acting like his shit doesn't stink all over the place. He's showing up to practice on a helicopter in the middle of the field. He's not showing up to walkthroughs. He's skipping MRIs for his knee. He's talking back to the coach. He's throwing footballs at his fucking quarterback. Like that's that's he's yeah. having fucking temper tantrums, yeah, it's just like OBJ. And it's like almost just it's almost this. It's like him and OBJ are like fucking twins. And I don't know, man. I, I it's hard for me to say like Antonio Brown's being a bitch because 
at the same time, it like seems like Big Ben and Mike Tomlin are kind of kind of like straying away from like the like classic Pittsburgh like family mentality. And I think it honestly, in my opinion, I thought about it. I think it's mainly because guys like Brett Kiesel, James Harrison, Larry Foote, and all those like big like leaders on that team, like actually good mental people leaving and Shazir and all those guys, I think that's the reason why people are kind of like, huh. like, who do we look that's to? Like, really what the fuck point. do we do? And it's just causing like a, it's just causing like a poison within that whole locker room. And like the Le'Veon Bell situation just made people turn backs on each other. Like I bet it created just like little squads of different guys just kind of like, because remember how the offensive line, uh, offensive linemen were like yeah. against Le'Veon Bell and then it's not like everybody's just going to be like, yeah, fuck Le'Veon Bell. And then you see those videos come out of all those guys like just wearing all of his shoes and taking apart his locker after they heard he wasn't coming back. That's just not oh, a good environment in my do you opinion. Think, uh, do you think Mike Tomlin's to blame for like not being the leader that he should Partially. be? I think I, – see, I, I think, I, I think, think you said kind is, of. Uh, but, I actually hadn't thought about it that way because – at what point before this season in his career has Big has Big Ben had to be the sole leader of that team? And I think this is the first time that Never. maybe I, I think that I think logically you would assume that that he would fall into that role, but maybe he was, you know, maybe that's his not. They've almost yeah, always had or, defensive you know, leaders. Was and you know, yeah. I feel like I, I also feel like their offense, their offensive line is probably a little bit more outspoken with the team than most offensive lines are in the NFL, which they should be because they're arguably the best group there is. Yeah, um, yeah. they didn't prove that as much as they should have this year, but they're, they're still, I mean, in my opinion, and in lots have, of other people's opinions, all, uh, one of the best on the at line. every single position on the line. So I mean, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you but do. anyways, yeah, I mean, I. I think the lack of you know central leadership could be a big part of the issue, um, and I, th- I, in my opinion, the more I think about it, the more I kind of do want to blame Big Big Ro- or Ben Roethlisberger for this whole situation because, I mean, I understand yeah. that Le'Veon Bell situation started over, um, obviously over his contract, and you know we'll never know unless we knew the guy personally, like how how much there was going on, you know, like, I guess, aside from that. But if you like playing for a team and you like showing up to work and, like, you en- you enjoy the people that you get to, you know, play with, like, you don't do that. And yeah. I don't think it's Le'Veon Bell's fault. Yeah, and I don't believe – I-, I don't think – as much as it's like, okay, like, you're getting paid millions, you show up and you should do what you do, which I think is completely fair to say that as well. I mean, if you if Le'Veon Bell wants, you know, I say I don't. I mean, whatever money, regardless, I want to go play my ass off. So, so you know, Big Ben can win a Super Bowl, or so Antonio Brown can go win a Super Bowl because, like, you know, these I care about those guys. That's that's definitely part of the the thought process that just wasn't there. And I think we all saw that happen. We're like, okay, Le'Veon Bell is a shithead. Like, of course. And but I think it says a lot more for Antonio Brown to start kind of behaving this way. Yeah, and it's almost like Le'Veon saw it coming. I mean, say what you want about his him being a diva because he is a fucking diva, and like you know, obviously he's the more rich and famous he's gotten, the more he's acted that way. But I mean, he's still one of the most like respectable guys in the NFL. I mean, he's undrafted or late round, like six six round pick, 
basically, you know, Matt College, like he's made his own, he's made his own, his own career. He's one of the hardest working people there is Absolutely. in the NFL. And that's like, even, even though, you know, he's not, he's been considered one of the best, or if not the best receiver in the NFL for like five years now, not because, and it's a lot of it's because of how hard he works, not even because of just sheer physical talents. So I find it hard to believe yeah. that, that, that kind of guy would just decide, you know what, I don't like, I don't like showing up to work anymore, basically, which when this is what I've been. Yeah. And it's, yeah, he's not showing he's, up to anything. He's not showing up to him. He's made his he's reputation to anything. basically his whole career is being like that guy like that that's going to outwork everybody. And I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I think people who think that he wants to get out of there because he's not the number one receiver anymore and Juju's no, the number ridiculous. one guy, that's fucking bullshit. Antonio Brown loves Juju Smith-Schuster. He loves playing with him. They're – that he does not give a fuck if Juju gets more yards in a game than him. He is not that kind of person. That is absolutely yeah, not mean, why he wants out of there. And that's the yeah, dumbest I, theory I, I I've like heard about it. Once you get to the point in your career where you, I mean, he has one of the biggest contracts in the NFL. Once you get to that point and you've kind of already established a Hall of Fame resume, like you stop, you don't necessarily care about, you know, putting up the stats quite as much anymore. You care more about making sure you're getting in yeah. in position to where you can continue making that kind of money and where you're not going to get hurt. And you know, having somebody like yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster to make it so he doesn't have to carry the load every single game, like there's no reason that, that definitely wasn't something that was going to drive him away. Because I mean, it's not like it was no. already like this at the beginning of the year. I mean, it's been it's been over the course of the season. So, yeah, it has been. Except he never really showed too many signs of blowing up until yeah. just the very end. I don't but, know. I just, I, yeah. I seriously question. I mean, Big Ben obviously has done like enough in his career for he's going to go down as one of the best. But I don't know. I think Big Ben is very lackluster, actual like leader of men when it comes to that responsibility as a quarterback. And when it comes, you know, when it comes time to decide if, you know, if he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, I don't know. I think that could be the biggest knock against him that could keep him out. I can see a guy like Eli Manning yeah, I agree. getting a Hall of Fame before Big Ben, um, you know, for, for that reason. Could also see Nick Foles Dude, getting Nick, the Hall Nick of Fame. Nick Foles is a much, is a much, more, be, much <laughs> more proven leader than Ben Roethlisberger. Like, that's a fact. I'm just, <laughs> it's a fact. Uh, I mean, what can you – well, I mean, what do you think? As, like, yeah. like, honestly, I mean, what more can you do other than be the backup and come in and win a Super Bowl for somebody and then go back to being the backup after? While having your penis strapped around your left shoe. Tied all the way down to the fucking ankle. Big dick neck. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the games. Or actually, let's move on to the jackhammer of the week. Mateo, go ahead and read those off. All right, so first we got Matt Prater throwing a touchdown pass off a fake field goal. Secondly, we got Saquon Barkley supermaning over the entire line for a T-Yuddy. And then we got Kyle Williams uh, catches first touchdown pass in the last game of his career. Or first down pass. First down pass, excuse me. Yeah, Matt, was Kyle nice. Williams is like an actual just like corn-fed like country boy. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those slept-on, like really efficient defensive tackles in the league that everybody loves, but just doesn't get like a ton of praise. But I mean, he he was a Pro Bowler. Uh, How many times do you know? A lot. Um, 
He got he some, played for the Bills some, his entire career. He got some so. good accolades. Yeah, he did. That's part of, that's the who was that Patriots defensive uh, tackle? That one white guy that was like an iron worker, uh, big old beard. Can't remember that dude's name. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? White guy with a beard. I thought. I mean, I keep thinking. Yeah. Of, I, I don't know why I keep thinking of Teddy Bruschi because that doesn't describe anything of what you just said. <laughs> uh, Kyle Williams, well, a five-time Pro Bowler. Five uh, Rob Nikovich. Rob Nikovich. Damn. Yeah. Kyle 2010, 2010, 2012, 2014, and 2016. You make it to the Pro Bowl five times, like enough. Like that's more times than the guy, like you know, um, uh, what's his Cox for the Eagles? It's more than he's made it, and I feel like I hear about him. <laughs> you remember Rob oh, Ninkovich though? Yeah, I, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. He, yeah, he, yeah. he recently retired. He's got two rings. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He was pretty good. Had forty six yeah, no, sacks. Uh, Kyle Williams uh, <laughs> announced his retirement before the game, so that that that's pretty dope. That, he, that they they said fuck it, you know, the season doesn't matter anyway. Just throw the guy a pass. How did he get open? How did yeah. he get open? Like, how do you get even that? Oh my god, I don't know. Look, I, I, do mean, I hope know. that. I mean, I don't. I hope they just didn't watch the. I mean, it was the Jets, so I mean, their season's over. I hope they just didn't watch the tape from that game. Like, just let them go. Let them go yeah. after that one. <laughs> I still think the more impressive one, in my opinion, was the Saquon Barkley TD, mainly because the Space Jam memes that I was seeing everywhere of this dude's arms stretched out over half yeah, court. Yeah, Matt Frater's touchdown pass was awesome, um, but it was also mostly just because of Pat McAfee's call on it. it was so fucking great. Pat, okay, <laughs> yeah. get Pat McAfee a job <laughs> right now. Get this man in the booth. Yeah, no, ESPN. He needs to do oh, Monday oh, night. Dude. Pat McAfee. You, Matt, dude, Monday, Monday, I night. swear to you, you know how much money Monday might – or how many more uh, listeners – or not listeners. The ratings for Monday Night Football would go up. Literally immediately. immediately. Oh, yeah. And, the, I mean, people that didn't already know to listen because of Pat McAfee would find out quick. I would continue to watch a blowout game just to hear Pat McAfee's oh, voice. Yeah. Instead yeah, he, of I mean, he can I be the one person who fucks with uh, Jason Witten. He can so, be the I mean, color guy. He doesn't need to play play by play. It'd be perfect. God, I perfect. love Pat McAfee. So, but yeah, I, I can agree. I think Saquon Barkley is the clear, the clear yeah. James Brown jacket. Yeah, give it to Saquon this week. Oh, that's what I'm doing. All right. Unanimous. So before we move on to these uh, game picks. Um, you guys want to talk about who we want to, who we would all pick if we get to decide uh, the yearly honors, like rookie of the year, de- defensive rookie of the year, all that shit. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with MVP, no, the big one. It's the big cheat. Okay, let's do defensive right. player first. Defensive right, player well, of the year, Darius Leonard. I mean, does anybody want to start? Make your case. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Aaron Donald, just because. He was a fucking force this entire year. Um, I don't even know if I should get into stats because it's fucking ridiculous how good he was. But he's terrifying, and nobody wants to fucking play that man. Period. I think he deserves it. Yeah, I agree. He got most sacks this year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. So, I'm in agreement with that. Yeah, um... Defensive player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Aaron Donald. 
He almost broke the fucking Who sack record. Who would even be second? Uh, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, yeah. I mean, as far as, yeah, because if you're giving the award based off of the impact that one player made to a defense, yeah. In fact, Khalil Mack, um, you could almost say 1A, 1B when it comes to this with him and Khalil Mack, but I think Aaron Donald kind of clearly gets it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's unblockable, dude. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, th- I do also think that um, – I think I mean I think that Khalil like Khalil Mack the way that they used him uh, as like in this position he wasn't necessarily in a position to rush all the time like he kind of was a lot more versatile but um, I'm just kind of making the case for him but yeah I, I agree Aaron Donald he he needed I think he, what he needed a one and a half sack to break beat the record and he's a defensive tackle yeah. on a pretty bad defense yeah That's fucking insane. He's literally, oh my god. Have you seen him with his fucking shirt off? Like, <laughs> like dead ass. He's, he's fucking terrifying. Not as, not like Miles Garrett. Maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe, well, who could, probably could be third in defensive player of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Behind I those put, two guys. And D Ford, D Ford's up put, there too. Uh, Chris Jones probably ahead of D Ford. I'd also put Derwin James up there. Both of those Derwin guys. Derwin James uh, is up there. Uh, Darius Leonard. Is in the conversation. Yeah. Um, there weren't, I mean, not to like be ignorant here or anything, but there weren't really too many like stud corners, I feel like, this year that we, like. No, there were all, all the guy, all the big dudes were in the running for that yeah. shit. If, if the run, uh, if the run defense wouldn't have been so bad for Kansas City, Chris Jones would have yeah, been. Yeah, Chris, Chris Jones, I still think is the biggest Pro Bowl snub based off of what he did this season. Yeah. Um, well, he did yeah. get him and uh, he did get the All Pro from one of the All Pro uh, votes. So I mean, that makes no sense, but whatever. Yeah, so that's unanimous. All right, what unanimous about an offensive player? Defensive player of the year, right there. Nice. What about offensive player of the year? What do okay, you guys so think? I, uh, do you want for the sake of us just deciding this? Should we just make it so that's non-quarterback? I think it, I I don't think it should be. Okay, yeah, let's do that. It's not how Todd Gurley is given, but for the sake of us deciding, let's just make it any player but a quarterback. It's like if we can agree on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it should be Todd Gurley. Yeah. Twenty-one scrimmage TDs. Yeah. That knee injury kind of like was didn't help his case, but I mean, still. Yeah, he. I still think he's got it. Ezekiel Elliott was coming up there toward the end, but I still think he's got it. Yeah, I agree with you. I am um, going to go ahead and give a kind of a hot take here. I think Adam you know, I think Hopkins. the offensive player of the year, and we're not doing this by conference, I'm assuming. Because um, if we were, then, then you guys would probably agree with me on this. But I think offensive player of the year is DeAndre Hopkins. I knew you were going to say that. Dude. He could okay, be. He had the best. He was the best receiver this year. I mean, statistically. Yeah, he was. And he pretty much was consistent. I mean, consistently the best receiver in the NFL all season long. Despite for the the Texans' offense was actually bad for like the whole first month of the season. I mean, he pretty much had just all of Deshaun Watson's passing yards for the good first like four or six games. And. And yeah. they lost Will Fuller. They lost pretty much Kiki Kuti for like the, most of the year. He was, I mean, he he played every single game. He got hurt and still kept playing every single game. And 
I do, honestly don't think they would be in the playoffs if he if he had if it weren't for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he also had zero drops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his season wasn't. Yeah, he had like an actual like amazing receiving season, which I don't think is completely captured in just looking at the stats. Like he actually carried the Texans to so many wins that they would not have had if they if it weren't for him. Like as much as I want to credit guys like Tyreek Hill and stuff, like I mean, I do I don't believe any of those receivers actually carried their team in the way that DeAndre Hopkins did this year. And I, I, it kind of pisses me off that receivers never get like these kind of awards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Hopkins could deserve it. I mean, I agree with you. I'm not going to argue I, I, with I really that think one. He does. I can also see the argument for uh, Barkley and Gurley though. Obviously I think Gurley yeah. had his production that he had for the first like 10 or 11 games of the year kept up. It would have been like a no brainer. He was on pace for like some like record breaking shit for a while. So he kind of just yeah. slowed down. But how about uh, how about defensive rookie of the year, guys? Darius yeah. Leonard, without a doubt, in my mind, lead the lead in tackles. I mean, your rookie year. I mean, not much else to say. <laughs> Biggest Pro Bowl snub in my mind. I'm, I agree with you guys, but Derwin James actually had an insane season too. Yeah, he did. He did have a good – He, him and Denzel Ward both yeah, had I good I think the seasons. most impressive thing about Derwin James is that he was – they were able to use him at pretty much like, I believe, three or four different positions on the field in his first year. Like, he was able to pretty much understand as a rookie how to play, you know, almost half the entire field with whatever they asked him to do. Yeah. Yeah, if Denzel Ward didn't miss two games, he would be in there. Yeah. Those are three guys that are going to be probably – uh, among the best in the position of in the position as early as next yeah. year, Darius Leonard, you could already if say Layton, that, uh, probably. If Leighton Vander Esch won it, I like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be like oh shit that's crazy because he had an excellent season. But I mean, I think Darius Leonard deserves yeah. it by far just because he of also those played tackles. the whole season and like play. He was a big. He's been a big factor all year. I mean, the Cowboys. Yeah, he has. I'm not, gonna, I'm not to say that. You know, Van Der Esch didn't make a big difference, but they still would have been pretty good with Sean Lee in there. Yeah, Sean Lee's just fucking hurt every yeah, single he's day. Yeah, he's going to be on a different team next year, so that'll yeah. be interesting. He needs to retire. <laughs> Fuck him. He's broken. All right, how about offensive rookie of the year? Saquon. Um, it's definitely going to be Saquon. There's no like this isn't even a discussion. Discussion. I see no, why you would say like it may be Baker, but like okay, maybe. Baker Mayfield's one of the best rookies, but um, Saquon Barkley's already one of the best running backs in the NFL, just straight up. Yeah, that's Mayfield why I'm say came into the most important position in the in the sport, and as a rookie, took the worst team in the NFL. Literally, it was zero and sixteen last year, and almost led them into a winning season, and and. Not even a full season broke multiple rookie passing records. I don't understand how they still have a better station. Saquon Barkley is the third best running back yeah. in the NFL already. That's my point. Exactly. Okay, but I feel Baker how often do you see the third best happen? quarterback in the league? Ezekiel Elliott came into the league and was arguably one of the top three running backs. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and Kareem he won Hunt offensive rookie of the year. He was arguably one of the top three running backs. God, and he also won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, no, Kamara Todd, did. Todd Gurley <laughs> did this exact same thing. Because we don't see rookie quarterbacks yeah. come in and do this very often. 
That's why it's always running backs, because running backs can adapt to the NFL much easier than a quarterback can. They, the yeah. plan for the Cleveland wasn't even to have play Baker this year. Ty, Tyron Taylor was supposed to be their starter all year. Yeah, I think that's going to be why he doesn't win it, though, is because he didn't play a whole year. I think year. the fact he didn't play all year makes it even more obvious. I mean, not, not even stats-wise, but just like the sheer difference that he made coming out of the field. I mean, the, the, the thing is, the yeah. Giants were still lost a shit ton of games. It wasn't like they the, Saquon could have – it wasn't like – I mean, Saquon was amazing, but it wasn't like he was able to carry them to the playoffs or even close. I mean, the Browns were in contention yeah. until week 17 or week 16. And it was, and they, and if they had played Baker Mayfield from the start, they might have, they might have, uh, made made it to the playoffs. Honestly, yeah, I I feel like Baker's completion percentage could have been higher for him to win uh, offensive rookie of the year. Also, though. I'm just trying to. When was there's the a couple of things that he could have been better. Year? I don't if know. Had, I couldn't. Tell it, you. I mean, I'm assuming it's happened since Cam Newton. Was did Andrew Luck do it? I'm sure Andrew Luck probably did it. Wow. Baker also uh, needs to get down on his interceptions. One of those two, but he had a better season than any. Not of saying those guys. Baker didn't have. Baker had a great. He had a great rookie season. I just think little things are going to hurt him, such as him not playing the whole season. His interceptions. He had 14 this year. His 63 percent completion percentage. That's just. I don't know. I, I think he could have been. He's really good. He he's gonna be an amazing NFL yeah. quarterback. But I think that Saquon Barkley undoubtedly had a better season than he did. I mean, and fair. he was a more impactful rookie that's of fair. the year. I mean, I just I wouldn't. I just saying, don't be surprised if he gets it because I mean, it's a quarter. I mean, everybody favors quarterbacks, and yeah, and people should. Yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott be. won Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2016. Okay, and look, he had a much better season than Dak Prescott did. Let's let's hope uh, the same thing doesn't happen to Baker Mayfield. Let's hope he doesn't start sucking cock. Yeah, well, I think I think Baker did a lot more for as far as their success this year than Dak did in yeah. his rookie year. And Dak had a really good O line. It was like the, the best, best in the league that year. Yeah, in twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, he also had Des Bryant. You guys, it probably you guys are probably right. It probably will end up being Baker Mayfield doesn't have a Des Bryant. It probably yeah. will. Well, I think I mean it's by conference, isn't it? Isn't it? Or is it not? No, it's just the entire league. Okay, well then you guys are probably right. It probably will be Saquon Barkley, but don't be surprised if it ends up being Baker. Don't yeah, be it could be. I just think so many people think that Saquon deserves it on that. Um, who do you think would be head coach of the year? Since we were talking about coaching. Nagy. Yeah, I think it's going to be Matt Nagy also. Fucking um, Matt Nagy. It could be Andy Reid, though. I like Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Reid and Matt Nagy both. I think I think at this point the ward is so biased towards like new, new coaches, like it's yeah, like it's always the guy that like came in and did some crazy shit within a year or two. So I don't think it, like Sean at McGee. this point, if Andy Reid hasn't won it yet, I don't think he's ever going to win it, even no matter what he does. Andy Reid should have won it the year he came to Kansas City. So I mean, if he wasn't going to win it that year, then I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. He had a rookie quarterback this year and made him look like the second coming of Christ. Well, he wasn't a rookie quarterback. I think quarterback. that he, he definitely deserves it. Well, yeah, t- it but was his I, first I, mean, year I agree, but I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't. I just think that you just never see like legacy coaches get it anymore. Like Bill Belichick. When's the last time? He, I mean, he should get it every year too. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Andy Reid doesn't. Deserve not this year. Yeah, not this year. But I mean, like I'm I saying, you just 
guys like Andy Reid, Sean Payton, like none of them are going to get it anymore because it's just like biased toward new guys, like guys that like the new story every time, like Sean McVay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think they all, I think Andy Reid deserves it, but I just don't think it'll happen. But I think Matt Nagy's a good um, pick, which I mean, uh, to, to Andy Reid, it'll feel the same way because I mean, they're like friends and shit. So. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of, I mean, uh, Greg, I mean, you could, I mean, Greg Williams should get a shout out. <laughs> Craig Williams. Anthony Lynn, you could make a case for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, again, I mean, like what I said about legacy coaches applies, but Sean Payton it would definitely be up there just based off of what he's done, like scheme wise, like kind of yeah. reinventing the whole offense over the Especially last Especially with years. the whole Taysom Hill bullshit. Like, dude, like teams like couldn't fucking crack that code. Um, yeah, I think Matt What's, Nagy. What about, I think Matt Nagy is a good pick, though. What about comeback player of the year, baby? <laughs> Everyone's going to say. <laughs> Now that one guy I think is uh Andrew uh No, it's that it's that one guy that beat his kid with a belt. Mm. I'm just mm. gonna say right here and right now, I called this. I literally called this shit. We both did. I, yeah, we, we both, both did. did. We called this shit months ago. The, way before the season started. No one can take that away and from everybody us. Everybody thought we were fucking retarded. Nobody can take that away from us ever. No, I I don't understand why people thought it would be wise to doubt the prodigal son of the NFL. I I'll never understand it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know about it. I, that's they're on top of their own pineapple, but I, don't, I, I still don't know about that. About it. Hey, we'll see what he does in the postseason, though. Oh, but he'll no go to the Super Bowl. What Andrew does in the postseason, I think, doesn't change take anything away from what he did this season. Because well, yeah, no, I mean the award is based off of the Colts season. were literally ranked among the bottom like two or three teams in the NFL this year before the season started. Talent-wise, their roster is ass. Like, it looked like... All he needed, all he needed was Quentin Nelson to just stand in front of him and fuck up anybody in his way, and then T.Y. Hilton to just catch some balls while Eric Ebron... Andrew Luck being on the field literally has made what looked like a completely talent-devoid roster look actually really well-rounded. Their whole O-line is young and looks really promising. They're entire. They have a. They have honestly a pretty like one of the better defenses of the NFL. They have the, the, the yeah, best young surpri- linebacker. Very surprising. Best young linebacker. They made Marcus Hunt turn into a really good defensive tackle all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I'm actually afraid of the Colts in the AFC in the AFC playoffs. And Hell yeah. There's definitely reason to be. Hell yeah. And I, They're and, a good football. Team. And they just needed. They needed a fucking. They needed their fucking leader to come back and. Tell them, hi guys, we're gonna go fucking play some football, <laughs> and that's all that needed to happen. We talk yeah, about people like, like we talk about Big Ben not not having that quality. Andrew fucking Luck has that quality, and it doesn't matter yeah. if he's on the sideline. You know, he needed to be on the field playing the game, and it made the it literally made such a big difference. Yeah, I know these guys won't win it, but Adrian Peterson, Andre Hall. J.J. Watt, all those guys were great comeback players of the year this J. J. year. J.J. Watt, if it weren't for Andrew Luck, would have gotten it because he's all. Yeah, he's had a similar story that he's been pretty much out for two years. Yeah, so it's the one time I guess. Don't forget about Andre Hall. the te- The Texans had two great comeback player of the year. Speaking of defensive defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt is could, could be in that conversation too. Just by the way, 
Yeah, he could. I mean, he had a he was fucking dominant this year. Yeah, he was really good. And I mean, he's you know he's still in the postseason too. So, God, the AFC playoff. I, we need to get to these game picks. The AFC playoffs are gonna, is fucking is some shit this year. We still got the MVP though. Yeah, what about what about MVP? Why don't you guys go ahead and debate that? Oh, I sit back and fucking Dude, listen I to mean, you. I'm just um. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious, like, Drew Brees hasn't been playing as well the past couple of weeks, and I'm not just going to, like, sit here and, like, like, yeah, I, like, who's the better quarterback? I think it's Drew Brees, but as far as, like, MVP, like, this season, like, I'll I'll go ahead and say Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that's, I mean, no one's going to say, no one's going to argue that Drew Brees is probably the best in the game, but. Um, yeah, but for me to sit here and say that Drew Brees deserves the MVP over uh, Pat Mahomes, especially after what's happened the past, like, four weeks like it just make me look like really fucking stupid so yeah the debate ended about a month ago i mean it was i know it, but to be to be fair i did have i i had an argument like like a month ago like a month and a half ago but now yeah. I, I get it i get it no i think it was a genuinely really good mvp race up until about a month ago yeah no and i agree I with agree. the combination of todd Gurley production falling off and saying the saints can i it was not only did drew Brees production fall off but the saints kept winning and that's like yeah, because of our defense and Cameron Jordan. Exactly. Being a While the Chiefs, horse. the Chiefs started to falter a little bit, and their defense plummeted to absolutely to a status of being absolutely abysmal. Yeah, it's like our teams did the opposite. Like your defense, like went to complete shit, and your offense picked it up. And my team, like the offense, like kind of went shitty, and the defense fucking picked it up. So yeah, kind of the, literally situation. the only. But no matter what's happened to the Chiefs all year. The nut, like the quarterback position has not changed. Like the, every single week, yeah. it's been. Yeah, no, he's can, he's come to play every single week. Every, like, every single week, it. it's been like, even if he hasn't looked the greatest from the start, it's always it's some shit ha- has happened every single week where it's like, wow, like this guy is probably arguably one of the best players I've ever seen, and he's yeah, he's twenty three, he's twenty three yeah, years af- old. I'm not afraid to admit it. He does, he does shit that I did not think was possible at the quarterback position. And you know what else isn't possible at the quarterback position? What? Starting at week 11 and getting the most rush attempts by a quarterback in a single season. That's fucking that's so fucking crazy. Lamar Jackson's winning the MVP. Wow. That's mm. a hot take. <laughs> Freezing cold takes. But yeah, I mean, not to just not not to just you know spend the rest of the time talking about Mahomes, but I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and make the claim that it is the third best season by quarterback, regular season by quarterback in NFL history. You know what? I'm gonna say it's the second second best. Eleven interceptions, though. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna give Peyton Manning the edges for the best. And the Broncos you know touchdown. Okay, I changed my mind. It, it's third. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Peyton Manning, 2013, Dan Marino. Um, I want to say 82, 80, whatever, 81, and Pat Mahomes, 27, 2018. Yeah, he almost got to the 5,000 yards club too. He was really he close. Who did? Or wait, no. Uh, Mahomes did. Is, Mahomes is the second quarterback in NFL history to pass for. 50 TDs and 5,000 Okay, plus. so in week 17, he fucking uh, he broke it then. Okay, yeah. yeah, this is from week 16. Okay, The only yeah, other player right. to ever do that is Peyton. So I'll put I'll put Peyton at one, Dan Marino at two, because the error that Dan Marino did that in. But, I mean, 
it's funny because th- this is like, uh, I feel like it's being overlooked because everybody's already thinking about what he's going to do next. Like, okay, he's 23. Cool. He just put up, you know, all these numbers, but like, what's he going to do when he get, when he kind of figures the game out and it slows down for him. And like, you know, he's not having to do ridiculous things every single week to, he makes it look a lot harder than it really needs to be. And that's part of being a young player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever, it, whenever he gets to the, you know, more mature and has more experience, like it's fucking frightening about how, how good that guy can be. Yeah. I mean, he's still really young. Yeah. So, you know, you just hope that he stays healthy and, you know, you know, the Andy Reid's not going anywhere. So, who, yeah, who knows? but that. yeah, it, it could definitely not be the last time he's looking at this award, but I think it's kind of, he's the runaway this year. Yeah, I mean that defense needs to start fucking helping him. That's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's the main focus. Uh, yeah. If I'm a Chiefs fan, well, that this is one of those things where the Chiefs find they did they did what they need to do. They got the buy, so it's like, you know, you have two weeks since, or yeah, you have two weeks till you have to watch you watch another game. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a fan or whatever, I guess you just take a day or two to appreciate you know what happened this year and then kind of forget yeah. about it because hey, the potential it. matchup uh luck mahomes that'd be a fucking sight to see man like i'm i hope that happens i do i do and i also don't yeah no i know what you mean but, but like yeah. that would be a fucking really great quarterback matchup on that uh, on that note though let's move on to the wild card picks starting with that colts uh texans game um what do you guys think i'm going with the colts on that one just because i'm not gonna fucking bet against andrew luck and that's really all I need. Yeah. Texans have all of the right reasons to win that game um, in terms of their high-powered offense, like on the on a fucking roll right now. But um, And their defense is solid. But I'm not going against Andrew Luck, man. Like I'm not doing it. Yep. I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah, same here. You look at the teams, and every pretty much every single thing points toward the Texans. I mean, they have – the better defense, they have a much better offensive, you know, surrounding cast. But Andrew Luck has made the Colts somehow the hottest team in football. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll bother. I don't know. I, I can't bet against the Texans. I can't bet against the Colts either, and I feel bad because I think that this is the first year that the Texans have really finally brought it together, even though they've been kind of a contender for the last, you know, few years. They finally have the quarterback. They have that whole defense healthy. They have Hopkins, you know, fucking just doing people dirty every week. But, yeah, the Colts are going to go into Houston and just, you know, Cox getting untied. (laughs) All right, what about Seahawks, Cowboys? Dude, the Seahawks are going to win that game because Russell Wilson has been completely overlooked this year, and I think he has, like, something to prove. Because like nobody's been talking about him when he should have been talked about. So I Doug think Baldwin's Wilson, back also. Russell Wilson will fucking pull out his cock. Doug Baldwin's back. Cowboys He's are back. over fucking goddamn rated. Like the Cowboys year. are over fucking rated like every year. They took advantage of a just complete dog shit division all season. Yeah, they now, did. they they look pretty good in the last few weeks, but the Saints win was one of the only impressive all ones the, I saw them have. Yeah. All the Eagles needed to do was get rolling a little bit for me to believe that they're the better team. Yeah, and I know they're not in this matchup, but I—we're I, all gonna have to agree with Stephen A. on this one, aren't we? What's Stephen yeah, A. Fuck say? the Cowboys! You just <laughs> fuck the Cowboys. They're overrated. Yep. yep. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, Logan. Cowboys, like yeah and it, 
the fact that it's at uh, Jerry World makes it even better. So you actually come out yeah. and go hard yeah. on. The Cowboys yeah. fans are just going to get crushed. And I think this might that. be the, like entertainment value. This might be the worst game of the bunch, but I think they're all pretty good. Really? Yeah, I, I just um, I honestly see this as the least competitive of the games. Oh, okay. You mean like in competitive wise? Yeah, I think the Seahawks okay. are a significantly um, better team. Um. Mm, yeah, maybe, probably. I don't know. I just don't think it's a good matchup for the Cowboys at all. I think it's going to be a good game, but I still think it's going to be probably the <clears throat> least competitive. I agree with you on I that. I think the Bears could fuck the Eagles, though. So that's why I'm like skeptical about saying that, especially oh, yeah. in Soldier Field. That being said, though, I do think this is one of the more entertaining wild card weekends we've had in like a long time. <laughs> Nick Foles' games are pretty, are pretty compelling. I, yeah, I, Nick I can't, I mean, not not to, you know, like change the topic, but I honestly can't look at any of these AFC playoff teams and can confidently say which one has the best odds to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to say the Bears. No, the AFC. Oh, the AFC. I think the NFC. Uh, is, I think the I Saints mean, are the, clearly the best team in the NFC, and the Rams are – the Rams and Bears are pretty much tied for second. But I can't look yeah. – And I, I mean, at this point, I think if the – it would be an upset if anybody but the Saints made it to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. But on the AFC side, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are number one, so you'd point to that. But like, I'm going to say the Ravens are the least likely. I, but even the Ravens uh, are really good, though. That's why I'm, I think it's just such a toss up. I think they're the least likely. Okay, yeah, because of Lamar Jackson's inexperience, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, that's and a good I, point. I don't know. And, I don't think lim- and Lamar, because of Lamar Jackson, they're kind of limited in what they can yeah, do. Yeah, so that's – yeah, I agree. I'd agree with that. But at the same so time, we- they have the best defense probably except for the Bears in the whole playoffs. Yeah, but I really look at quarterbacks when it comes to playoff time. Like that's the main thing I really look at. These playoffs are going to be kind of be the whole deciding factor on these whole – you know, is the NFL becoming an offensive like shoot like shootout every week, or does, does defense still matter? Like, we're going to kind of yeah. find that out in this playoffs. Unless the Bears or the Ravens have something to say about it. That's what the I'm regular saying. season has kind of proved to be a mixture of both. So the far. Bears and the Ravens have something to prove. I mean, can they prove that this old school style of football can still kind of work? Yeah. Maybe not the Bears so much. They were a little bit more innovative, I'd say. But the Bears, the Colts, the Chargers, a lot of those teams have been proving to like let their defense win games this year yeah it's been going on all year so but yeah uh yeah so we both we all got colts correct yeah all got seahawks all got seahawks no no disagreements yet okay so what do we got um chargers chargers ravens what do you guys think i'm picking the chargers yeah same here i think philip rivers will show up in the bright lights and Mark joey Jackson will won't have show two up. sacks joey Bosa will have two sacks He's, He's going to fuck Lamar. Absolutely. I um I don't know, man. I think the Ravens I think the Ravens could have beaten the Chargers even worse than they did the other night. Or a couple well, not the other night, but a couple weeks ago. I agree. Yeah. It's also in Baltimore, so It's yeah, it's I in mean, Baltimore. The Ravens do have a pretty like they actually have a pretty underrated like home field advantage there, honestly. Yeah. Um the Chargers for all they've done this year, have I, I like how everybody kind of everybody keeps looking at the especially whenever it was you know undecided what the seeds were going to look like. 
Everybody was start immediately wrote the Chiefs off as soon as they lost to the Chargers, based off the fact that the Chiefs have pretty bad playoff success in the last you know decade or so. Mm-hmm. But what about the fucking Chargers? They haven't done a thing in the playoffs. No, since LT yeah. was on, even when LT was on that team, they couldn't. So yeah. I don't understand where that mindset comes from because the Chargers have been just as bad, if not worse, will come playoff time and. I don't think they're any better at home, so I don't think the fact they have to play in Baltimore makes a huge difference. But I don't think that Lamar Jackson's inexperience is much, you know, lower than their inexperience as a team in these situations. Yeah. And whereas the Ravens have a defense full of players that have been have been here before, Terrell Suggs has been in the Super Bowl before. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. I kind of like Harbaugh as the coach more in this mat in this game. I don't know. I think I. I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Raider Ravens, but I'm you know not 100 percent confident in that. But yeah, when I it comes to a kind of a toss up for like for, to me like this, I feel like it comes down to the defense. Do you yeah. think? Do you think that a wild card game is a race to the slaughterhouse, considering a winner plays Patriots? Um. Well, no, because if the well, if the Chargers were to win the game and the uh, Texans were to win, the Chargers would play the Chiefs. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily team. versus the Ravens. So I mean, ba- or basically, if the Ravens win, they play the Patriots no matter what. Yeah. No, okay. no, that's not true. The Ravens could still play the Chiefs. So basically, they're playing to play the Chiefs or the Patriots. That's what's happening. Kind of a slaughterhouse. Unless the Colts were to win. I mean, it's a little, you know, you have to just, it's just a what if. Yeah. yeah. What about Eagles-Bears? I'm taking the Bears in that one. Yeah, I'm taking the Bears Even though too. Big Dick Nick's going to make it interesting. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to fucking get a dub. That'd be so disappointing, honestly. I, mean, I, I think see it could Keem be a Hicks blowout, breaking, I see Akeem Hicks fucking Nick Foles' ribs way harder than they already are. I, I could be wrong, but I have I to me the Bears have been the the top three most entertaining team to watch this year. Yeah, I agree. They have a fun offense and their defense is just fucking awesome. And Tariq Cohen is so fucking fun to watch. And I just I just love the way the Bears uni- like I just love the Bears uniforms like like I just feel like their uniforms go along with like a like a tough like hard nosed defensive team like they just yeah. that's how they should be that's how they were like. That's how they were. They were in you know, and their Super Bowl season. Like, that's how the Bears are supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Eagles barely made the playoffs too, and the Bears have been looking dominant all season. So, I mean, I got to go with the Bears too. I'm glad yeah. this is the last game of the week, though, because this could be. I, I still think this could be really good. Yeah, I mean, it could, but out of all of the games where a potential blowout could happen, I think it's this one. <sighs> I if Nick Foles though, if Nick Foles did it again, yeah. If, I mean, it could happen. I'm not ruling it out, but I he, think. I mean, he's been pretty fucking good. He's been pretty fucking good since he got he's gotten in there. I mean, you can't deny it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, when, when are people going to start questioning Carson Wentz? Is what I want to know. But I guess. Well, think of the hypotheticals. What if Nick Foles made like a fucking unbelievable playoff run again? Then what do you do if you're Peterson? What do you do? And Nick Foles is starting. Yeah, I mean. Carson Wentz got. I mean, he was playing on a very short recovered torn ACL. Yeah, That's I, 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 I think it's too way too early to start asking that question. Carson Wentz isn't bad. 
he's he's still good. Yeah, but I mean, but if, Nick Foles, if Nick Foles does that, he's starting next yeah, year. Yeah, no, it's like not even a question. It, he no. has to. I think if he even wins one or may, yeah, maybe just one playoff game. Why start him? Just have Carson Wentz play the regular season and put Nick Foles in for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep him healthy Honestly, for the playoffs. Yeah. He's like Honestly. a relief pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's clearly their Tom Brady when it comes to the Super, when it comes. Do to we crown Foles as the best backup QB in history? Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. Okay. Was I Steve mean, Young Montana's backup ever? I think that's happened before. Well, no, no, I, I, you mean backup during the season? Okay. I mean, obviously, because a lot of yeah. quarterbacks. Have been, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was a backup. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. I think I think so because I mean I think there's been other backups to win Super Bowls, but not that came in and broke Super Bowl passing records and beat the yeah. best quarterback of all time. And he threw for the most yards in Eagles history this year. He threw yeah. for the most yards in Eagles history. Yeah, and not to mention he's also been a successful starter for them before. Like before, like way back when Chip Kelly was the head coach, he had seven tutties in a game. Yeah. <laughs> Like he was a starting quarterback for them at one point. It kind of came full circle for him. So we're all going with the Bears on that one, though? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so we all got the same picks, except I got the Ravens there on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Tell Floyd to shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, if, uh, if you had to pick your Super Bowl uh, matchup right now before we go, what would you guys uh, What would you guys pick? Um, <sighs> tough for me. I think it would be the coolest to see the Rams Chiefs. Um, just because that was the best game of the year. But yeah. I don't know. Saints Chiefs could be really good too. I'm not sure. It's hard to pick this year more than ever almost. Yeah. It really is because it's not, it's the Patriots are no longer the, the shoe in. That's why. We, we uh, we've been under under like for the last five six plus years of the NFL, it's always been like AFC, you know, probably the Patriots, and then you decide who the NFC is. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with one of the most probably unlikely scenarios. I'm gonna say Colts Bears, <laughs> and Andrew Luck wins. Wow. But fuck yeah, I fuck would all. Not even matches. be mad. Nobody else is making that prediction. So this is live. Mad. This is live, and I'm fucking saying it. You're fucking Andrew penciling it in. Bears. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's I'll, right. uh, I'll make sure okay. I. I'll make sure I like you know, uh, write down the time that you said that. Ooh, Taj. Ooh, Taj. Ten eleven p.m. January third, two thousand nineteen. It's official. Uh, Mateo, what are your picks here? I mean, no brainer for me. It's got to be the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be Chiefs Saints. Going to be a fantastic game, one that I will never forget for the rest of my entire fucking life. And it's going to be fucking amazing. And I can't wait. That's um, all. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let I'm going to let Drew Brees do the talk. Do the rest of the talking for me. Uh, okay, so I'm going to pick mine as if I were betting my own money on it and not making an emotional decision. Um, what I obviously hope to happen is for the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl and play whoever the best team is, and I think the Saints are the best team on the other side. Um, they would all them versus Rams or Bears would also be a fucking really good game. 
Um, really, any of those teams on the NFC, especially those three, though. Um, yeah. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where, I mean, looking at the AFC, there's just no, like I said, there's just no clear, better team. But as long as Tom Brady is, you know, still standing and Bill Belichick is still the coach and they're the number two seed in the AFC and they're playing at home, I'm going to have to go ahead and go Patriots um, Saints for my for my guess for what we'll see on the Super Bowl. All righty. I guess that wraps it up. Which would be a good game. It would be a good game. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's all we got. Um, so, next time we'll know how all these wild card games turned out. And maybe uh, maybe we'll be one step closer to Andrew Luck uh, 49 or Andrew Luck Bears Super Bowl. So, we'll see. My God. Okay, bye. I love you.